freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 390 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is the digital dollar dilemma. And our guest is Alan Myers. Alan is a San Diego CPA and forensic accountant. For over a decade, he has dedicated himself to researching, studying, and analyzing the Federal Reserve System, banking, and the national debt. Do we have a national debt? Do we just have a national? <laughs> just a li little teeny thing. It's just smidge, right? Oh my gosh. Welcome back to the show. Alan, and of course, I always <clears throat> like to uh, brag up anything that somebody has put pen to paper to create, and you do have this wonderful book called The Fed Ed, which my camera's not picking up real good, but- I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, so really, really important work in an era when, you know, I think the name of the show is is appropriate. We have a dilemma when it comes to- how to spend money, what the value of money is anymore, where all of that is going, what direction it's heading in. And you are here to kind of help unpack some of that and make some sense of it for us. Yes? Yes. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. So we are hearing more and more about this idea that there's going to be a federal this is so scary to me, this federal digital monetary system. And a lot of people might go, well, what's the difference? All right. So they already print our money. Who cares if it's in a digital form versus this um, cloth paper form, right? Um, this could lead to a cashless society and having every purchase like our guns and our ammo scrutinized by a big brother-esque system. That is my opinion. Am I off base? Not really, but let me explain. Okay. Okay. The term is central bank digital currency. Okay. The operative words, of course, digital currency, mm -hmm. which means electronic digits sitting in a computer somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is a computer that you don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. You don't own it. You don't control it and you can be locked out. If we went to the cashless society, <clears throat> because you know, it's so hip happen, techie, I just have to tap something. It's convenient because I need more convenience in my life and it's not dirty, filthy like cash. I, I can hear the shackles being snapped on. Yeah. Because if all your money if all your monetary wealth is is nothing but an electronic digit <clears throat> excuse me 
you have absolutely no total control over your money. Mm-hmm. You can't put it in your in your wallet. You can't put it under the mattress. Mm-hmm. And the, so that's so that to me is absolutely scary mm-hmm. from a control standpoint. Another is, have you ever heard of the Carrington event? Carrington yes. with a C. Yes, it took place. It, it, it's it a little is. before us. It took place September 1, 1859. Carrington is a was a British astronomer. He's checking out the sun. The short of it is that the the sun kicked what is called a massive uh, coronal mass ejection. This mm-hmm. is just imagine a huge ball of energy. Mm-hmm. This is a solar flare of solar flares. Yes. It was estimated that this one traveled the 94 million miles from sun to earth in 18 to 19 hours. That's galactic pedal to the metal. It hit the earth. There was no sound or anything. The reports are one people who at that time, it was late at night, they could go outside at 10, 11 p.m. and read the newspaper. The sky was so lit. Then the Aurora Borealis, normally only seen in the most northern latitudes, was seen down in the tropics. Mm-hmm. So far, it's just an oddity, no big deal. But back then, they had telegraphs, mm-hmm. and the telegraph wires and equipment burned. Wow. So think about a Carrington event today. Also, keep in mind the Carrington event, that coronal mass ejection, is not the biggest the sun can kick. Mm. It can kick bigger. What happens to our electronic world? what happens to our grid. This isn't a matter of rebooting. The Mm -hmm. circuits are fried. Mm -hmm. And the most frightening thing for me is, of course, my refrigerator won't work. (laughs) Exactly. Get between me and my food. Hey, now we're getting serious. Um, So to have everything electronic. Now, the SEAL team has a phrase. Two is one, one is none. What I say, a plan A without a plan B ain't much of a plan at all. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're fully electronic, we only have one thing, mm-hmm. which means failure is massive and catastrophic. Mm-hmm. That's just the physical aspect of it. The other we get into, and the Canadian truckers found this out, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't like you protesting. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to cut your access. Right. Ah, oh, I found I found an emergency authorization and I get to do this to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is horrendous. Absolutely. So what happens when people find out? Let's let's go to the time where everything is digital mm-hmm. and we'll get into the MCC codes. And somebody somewhere doesn't like what I say. Right. They don't like me talking against the system here. Right. Oh, you're out of the system. Right. And it, and it would be very easy. Let's say your ATM. Well, the ATM got reprogrammed. They'll recognize your card. They don't recognize the password you know. Mm-hmm. You can't access. Mm-hmm. You go into the bank. Uh, well, your passcode isn't recognized. Well, we don't care about your ID. You have to have the passcode. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I change it? Well, you have to be authorized. You, you see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, for sure. Okay, we're, we're, we're locked out. And it is, it is frightening. Plus, when you talk about central bank or government, you're talking about absolutely consolidating power mm-hmm. into very few hands. And these hands don't care about us. Mm-hmm. So having the, this movement to central bank digital currencies and the fact that uh, the current resident of the White House has issued an executive order on this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and to me, it's like, and I'll just go on aside, executive orders were real. Washington had a couple of them. But an executive order by design is an order directed to the executive branch of the government. Right. Not legislative, not, new, not judicial, and absolutely not to the people of this country. Exactly. But so we my, hear that and we just fall in line like the king has spoken, right? The Lord has spoken and we must obey. Like, where did this come from? The, uh, the United I'm, States was founded on a bunch of rabble rousers that said, heck no, we're not standing in line. We're not falling in line. But wait, the current president we have right now can't speak. <laughs> well, so how is he going to speak? He gives it a go. It, it, it's it's mumbling, it but it's close. <laughs> and I and I think the the founders actually didn't use the word heck. They used H E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Even though they didn't have hockey sticks back then. <laughs> exactly. um, the I'll tell you what's frightening. Okay. Is you have and this and this has been going on for a long, long time. Executive orders. Mm-hmm. One of the more frightening ones was FTR, FDRs, uh, where a month after he took the presidency, he basically told, and I'm just paraphrasing it all, he told everybody to turn in their gold. Yes. Yeah. You had less than t- a month to do so. And if oh. you didn't and you got caught, you could get fined up to $10,000. And okay. we all just said, okay, that sounds totally reasonable. And what's weird about that is it what? lasted all the way into the, what, the 60s, didn't it? Wasn't that, you couldn't own gold until after Nixon, wasn't it? Uh, well, he took us off the gold standard. But yeah. to me, the point is that everybody f- fell in line. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the dictator spoke. Mm-hmm. The monarch spoke. Mm-hmm. And where were, and I, this is what I call them, I I call them elected employees. Where were our elected employees speaking out against this? Well, apparently, and I have a new phrase for DC. We know what DC really stands for, but I call it the district of corruption. And that's where our, that's where our elected employees hang out. Yep. And who is screaming and saying, there's no such thing as a mandate? Very few. Thomas Massey says it. Um, I believe our Andy Biggs here in Arizona, but very few elected and, employees yeah. are actually saying this is wrong. There's this is a misuse of power and and pushing back. Because if all you have to do is issue a mandate, yeah. Uh or an executive order. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, where are the people in media? I have a new term for media, by the way. 
MS, MSM. MS, MSM. MSM. Mainstream media spew machine. <laughs> True. And they just, they just go, they, they facilitate this. Mm -hmm. And this, and the reason this has been so easy to accomplish is because most people have never studied the Constitution of the United States, right. including our elected employees. And one thing I would like to work on and work with people to do is, is to get the current elected employees, mm -hmm. you got to take a test. Right. If you can't take, if you can't pass a test on the Constitution and you swore an oath to protect and defend, you're out of here. And going forward, before you even throw your hat into the ring, you have to take and pass the test on the Constitution. Alan, I'm so glad you brought that up because it gives me my opportunity, racist. my opportunity to say <laughs> that the governor of New Jersey, mm -hmm. your favorite, my favorite, okay. said one day to national news that the Constitution was above his pay grade yeah. and he's still the governor of New Jersey. Okay, we got to we, we back this one up. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I, I do understand the term above pay grade meaning oh i don't handle this yeah this is too much for me you know yeah. i'm just a sergeant don't give me these lieutenant duties yeah 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 he said this yeah he, he said this out loud out loud yeah. on tucker carlson yeah. it's it's one of danny's and we're we're arizona so yeah. you know god bless the poor people that that elected this guy and have to live underneath his thumbs but um yeah, when we heard that, we were just like, that is the problem. Because right. too many people would agree with Bill Murphy who are in these positions. Like they act like, well, I don't know. My hands are tied. I just, I can't do anything. And then in the next sentence, they're like, you know, putting the hammer down and making mandates and ex uh, issuing executive orders. And, um, and we just, we just kind of go along with it. And I, and I think that's, part of what we're trying to just a little undo. Thing. Just one little thing. Just one little thing. We're just trying to undo that a little bit with these kinds of conversations is to bring uh, subject matter experts in and talk about one small area that can get people, you know, tapped into, well, why would I care if it's a digital monetary app? You know, I already use my credit card for everything. That's digital, right? Like, why, why should I mind? And then there's people that say, oh, okay, so Visa and MasterCard and Amex, all those companies, yeah, they want to start putting all the gun and ammo sales in a certain separate column in the way that they, um, you know, keep their records. Why should I care? I don't have anything to hide. Why is this a problem? I'll just Alan? pay cash for my guns. Well, until and they take our cash, cash away, away. Right. if they could take our gold away yeah. under FDR, do you not think that they can take our cash away? Well, that's the, that's, that's the uh, goal is to take it away. And the, again, two is one, one is none. Mm -hmm. The problem with fully electronic is you have no control. Mm -hmm. You can be locked out. <clears throat> And it could be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And excuse me, <clears throat> let's say, God forbid, your bank's computers are attacked. Right. You just, well, I'm sorry. 
you have no more money. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we have, excuse me, we have no record and we have no electronic record of your count. And we're not going to believe the statements you bring in because you don't, we don't know what happened between the statement date and now. So you're gone. Mm-hmm. So we, we have no control. If you get into, you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned MCC merchant category code mm-hmm. and that Amex led the way. And I would say this, if for the listeners, if you are real, there's a certain power that we all have that we ignore. We're, we're not educated to it, but it is massive when we use it. That's the power of retail. Mm. For example, I don't like, I don't have an American Express card. If I did, I'd get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I d- because they're the, one, they're the first ones that went on board with cha- having a specific MCC merchant category code for gun dealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm done with you. Tell and, folks why they should care about that. <clears throat> well, let's go into the fact that these things exist. Mm-hmm. Why do they exist? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, why, would, why would a credit card company care and categorize my expenditures? Mm-hmm. Why is it their business? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we know why, because they're going to make some money off this. Mm-hmm. And how are they going to make money off it? They're going to sell the information to somebody. Mm-hmm. Who are they selling this information to? Why would a credit card company care whether I went to one supermarket or another or a florist or bought shoes? Why would they care? Why is this information being tracked? Don't they just care that they eventually get paid? So they're selling this information. And gun shops used to be in the general merchandise category, and then they got separated out. Why? And who is getting this information? And what are they going to do with the information? Well, well, honey, if, if I know you bought, you know, three Lugers and a cannon, I'm going to know where you live and I know we're going to know where they are. And I'm going to put you in the registry unofficially, of course. Well, and yeah, unofficially. Well, and was it New York or was it California or both where the names and addresses of, of concealed carry holders or gun owners were accidentally, oops, published in a newspaper, right? I think that was New York uh, not too long ago. So yeah, our privacy and what we spend and how, what we spend on that should still matter to people. And then, you know, Danny's theory is, well, if they can charge a higher percentage rate. They can because it's a risk or it's a un, unpopular, like uh, like you would classify porn and th- those kind of things, which uh, if it's legal, it shouldn't have any barriers as far as I'm concerned, if it's legal, but they but they do say that or your insurance companies do it. You know, my insurance is went from uh, 9,000 a month or 9,000 a year to 18,000 a year because I sell guns mm-hmm. in one year. Yeah. And, and so what kind it, of, what kind of insurance is this? It's for the liability for the, the gun shop. Okay. You know, so, so they're going to price us out of 
being able to purchase the, the items and tools and things in our lives that somebody doesn't approve of. Right. Bingo. And that group who doesn't improve is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Right, right. And they're holding more and more of the control. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, you heard the term normalcy bias. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, normal for those not listening, normalcy bias is this attitude. Well, yesterday was okay. Today's okay. So tomorrow's going to be okay. So I don't have to do anything different. Apathy. Right. Man. Well, when your view of today is, let's say, very myopic and very closed to just your life and you're not looking around, mm -hmm. then you're not seeing what's coming. Right. And uh, you may not know this, but I do speak, uh, I've done a presentation a few times. I speak about five women of the American Revolution. And I found this topic by accident. And these are just the first five women I've spoken about. These women had every excuse, reason to do nothing in their time. Mm -hmm. It was the 1770s and they're women. Mm -hmm. We don't do this. Mm -hmm. right. Every one of these women, you mind if I say their names? No, please. There is Prudence Cummings Wright, okay. Margaret Cochran Corbin, Sybil Ludington, Lydia Barrington Dura and Deborah Sampson. And every one of these women absolutely, totally put everything on the line. And the way I say it is this, they put it on the line for the dream. The dream was then, is today, and will always be freedom. Yeah. They, put, they literally put their lives on the line. Mm -hmm. And and we know better than them? Hmm. No. no. Because they cherished something because they never lived with it. This yeah. sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten so used to the incremental encroachments on our freedom mm -hmm. that we don't feel it right. until it's taken. Yeah. Just to give you an idea, uh, there's actually a pamphlet out there on MCC. And, they've, and the codes are divided between general merchant and travel and entertainment. General merchant codes are agricultural services, contracted services, transportation services, utility services, retail outlet services, clothing stores, miscellaneous services, business services, professional services, government services. Mm -hmm. Why? Why, why, are our, why are these purchases being coded this way? And then travel and entertainment is airlines, car rental, and lodging. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, they're going to add gun shops. And these are four-digit codes. And I imagine the code gets assigned when the, re, when the merchant signs up to be able to process. Right. And the, uh, you know where these codes come from? Hmm. ISO, International Standards Organization. Hmm. So that feels like it leads us into the whole idea of ESGs, mm. right? Yeah. So 
ESGs are environmental, social, and governance. And so corporations are being assigned like ESG scores. People, I would imagine very soon, if we aren't already, being sort of assigned ESG scores that are going to show up in our credit rating, right? They're going to show up in, in, okay, so let's look at the Todd's credit card statement. Let's see what their NCCs are. Oh my goodness. They have traveled this many number of miles, just throwing carbon all over the planet. They're filthy people, right? They've been out to the gun range and that black powder smoke is just murdering children and puppies. And don't forget the kittens, the kittens. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so you know, again, it's one of these things that people are like, oh, well, green is cool. And I want to be green. And I want to, I want to help out with, you know, having a good ESG score. Well, if it's a, if it's a voluntary thing, go for it, do your thing. I could care less, but I want the same consideration. I am not polluting the planet any more than the next person, but with these arbitrary things that have a built in direction that they want to lead you these these esg scores um they're going to create a system where it looks like you're a filthy person that hates society and we don't want you to be part of what we do and if you think listeners that i'm completely off the rails could you just look at what happened over the last couple of years if you aren't wearing a mask you are the the most villainous villain of all time we're not you're not now now they've made a mistake right like people will beat you up in the grocery store like it's bad um you know the the jab status all the thing that's a little less able to see across a room But I mean, families have completely broken up and separated over the idea of whether you are virtuous enough to cover your face with a nasty, filthy cloth or whether you are, you know, a a serial murderess walking around with your naked face showing just to the public and kittens and babies. Horrible. Anyway. Oh, my um, gosh. This is a question for you, not for me to get on my my soapbox. (laughs) So I apologize. No, no, I I like I like it. So how could a digital monetary, what did you call it? A central bank digital currency system. How could that not be impacted by this ESG social score system and have the ESG morality police checking on our personal scores at will? Well, let's talk about ESG for a minute, then we'll connect it. As you said, ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance, and these are scores that are being currently assigned to companies. And the people coming up in the system, the you know the investment analysis analysts, well, you have to invest in in a company that has a good ESG. Mm-hmm. This is designed to focus funding. Mm-hmm. Oh, you go to a bank because you're a big company and you want to get a loan and they don't just look at your FICO score. They look at your ESG. Mm-hmm. Oh, your ESG is a low. I don't think we can loan to you today. Mm-hmm. So we're going to squeeze you out of business. Mm-hmm. The And I, we'll talk a little bit what makes up the ESG, but there, 
there are other entities. I found this out in my research. I had never heard of these before, and maybe you have. Okay. And these are all these all these entities are connected about the ESG. Sustainability Accounting Standards Board. You ever heard of that? No, but it sounds super important. Oh, yeah. How about the Global Reporting Initiative? No, but I feel a little bit like a boot just landed on my neck. Thank Go you. On. Uh, this is a long one. Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures. Task Force for Okay, that makes me think of the, how many is it, 90,000 new IRS agents they just well, hired? The, oh, they, well, okay, in that, they, uh, what's proposed or what's supposed to happen is over the next 10 years, IRS is to hire 87,000 new employees, okay, mm -hmm. over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker on that. A lot of the IRS employees right now are really old hmm. and over the next 10 years a lot of them are going to retire hmm. now i don't like the idea and of course my basic monetary system education is solely directed at showing how we don't need the irs mm -hmm. uh, because we can have a much different monetary system where we the people control it we control the funding but yeah it, it just shows that this is constant effort to centralize power mm -hmm. and there's all these entities that are talking to each other who we don't know about right now you mentioned a lot of fun stuff you know okay you mentioned the mask mm -hmm. i'm still trying to figure out a couple of things because you know i'm slow <laughs> one is when you're driving in a car by yourself with your window <laughs> up and you have your face covered I don't know why. Then there's the I'm walking around and I've got it under my chin. And that means I use my dirty hand to take it down and put it up, take it down. What is this protecting? Why are you a science denier, Alan? What is wrong with you? This is how it works. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I get these conversations. So I, I just ask people to, because I don't, I don't get into arguments. I like discussions right. <clears throat> and my discussions usually come from questions, mm -hmm. which is usually what shuts down the conversation. <clears throat> right. And because I don't like the tone of your question. You're hateful. Oh, I've heard questions. that before. I've heard right? that before. Yeah. Or actually it was not the tone of the question. It was the tone of my voice. Oh, yes. You accusatory sounding person, oh, science oh. denier. So I, so I asked, I would ask somebody, do you know what a millimeter is? And they go, yeah, okay. Do you know what a micron is? No. Well, a micron is one thousandth of a millimeter means it takes 1,000 microns to make up one millimeter. That's pretty dang small, isn't it? Yeah, yeah small. You know what a nanometer is? A nanometer small. is one. It takes 1,000 nanometers to make one micron. Mm -hmm. Pretty tiny, huh? Yeah. Viruses are somewhere between 200 and 400 nanometers. 
Look, and I size. don't want to hear your logic. I just want to follow <laughs> the science, okay, Ellen? So we'll see, no, Cheryl. I really the, go ahead. I really appreciate. I really do. I really appreciate the the desire and the want to follow the science. Okay, I really do, and and I'm so proud of you for that. Please tell me what science fiction you're following. <laughs> <laughs> So Alan, Alan, what no, you're saying? I'm following settled science, which yeah. actually is not really science because science is never settled. But let's move on anyway. So, so what you're <laughs> saying is that if you can smell through your mask, the particles that make the smell are the same size as the particles that this disease has, right? Well, so the disease is that one person's analogy is: How are you going to stop mosquitoes with a chain link fence? Right. Yeah. Or, or right. you know, anything to that point but look, um, i can't virtue signal right without this thing on my face when i'm driving by myself in my car like everybody <laughs> that i pass says oh my goodness look at that moral beautiful woman i guess it was a woman behind i don't she might have been beautiful she might have not been beautiful we don't know because the mask is covering anyway let's go back to the the yes. digital system yes because okay. there are ways that people are wanting to virtue signal in a similar way with their monetary system, with their finances, and this ESG really kind of is tongue and groove with that, right? I can right. walk around and brag about my green score, right? Well, let me tell you what it takes to get a really good ESG score. How's that? Good. I like Okay. That. There's the environmental, there's the social, and there's the government's. governance. In okay. environmental, the idea is we're going to conserve the natural world. Mm -hmm. I can talk an hour on this one. Okay. And what gets included in the rating, however it's done, climate change and carbon emission, air and water pollution. Okay. I'm not for air and water pollution. Okay. Absolutely. Biodiversity. I'm not sure what that means. Deforestation. This is heavy. Energy efficiency, waste management, water scarcity. You use the term carbon. Mm -hmm. Carbon is now being used, and I get real picky with words. Carbon is now being used for, as the buzzword for CO2. Mm -hmm. And so they can use the, word, the phrase carbon pollution. Oh, that mm -hmm. sounds bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, CO2, that stuff that we all exhale. Yeah. Okay, what is CO2 really? Number one, number one job, because I like to get to job number one on stuff. Mm -hmm. Number one job on CO2, it's mm -hmm. plant food. Okay. Why is this a bad thing? Help it's me not. understand how it's, it's, me helping to feed plants with my carbon dioxide right. makes me a bad person. I thought it was for a BB gun. A BB gun? CO2. Oh, <laughs> cartridges. Got you. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that too. Anyway, so... We have turned something that is absolutely natural, mm -hmm. and and this will speak to the whole topic. We've taken something natural, mm -hmm. and we've vilified it, demonized it, mm -hmm. and there's a reason why. Henry Kissinger, I am no fan, mm -hmm. but it's good to listen to your enemies. Mm -hmm. He, I'm going to take one of his quotes and tweak it. He said, oil, I'll say energy. When you control energy, you control a country. Yep. He said, when you control food, you control people. 
And a friend Darren and I came up with, when you control information and data, you'll control minds. Mm -hmm. And the overlay is when you own and control the monetary system of a country, you will own and control energy, food, and data. This is about centralization. So why do, why do we go after CO2? Because we want to cut down fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. Because that means we have a much bigger source of power. Mm -hmm. Well, we can demonize that mm -hmm. and we'll just go, oh, we're going to go with renewable. Oh, we're going to go with green. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what happened in Texas in that winter? When the snow dumped on all the solar panels so they didn't oh, yeah. work? Yeah. When the wind turbines froze? Mm -hmm. And if they didn't have fossil fuels, they would have froze? Yeah. Okay. We're back to two is one, one is none. Yeah. But we have to demonize CO2 so we can demonize fossil fuels so we can direct people into green. Right. But we're never going to answer the questions because we're not going to allow the questions to be asked. And that is, okay, how much energy is going to be needed to make these panels? Mm -hmm. Where are the elements coming from? Are they being mined responsibly? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, how much fuel, how much energy is going to be used to transport, manufacture, transport, install? Right. What's the, what's the estimated usable life of a, of a panel? How yeah. toxic is it? How much energy is going to be needed to recycle if you can? On and on and on. Yes, if yeah. you even can recycle. Yeah. And, and so they go after CO2, round numbers today. Uh, CO2 is approximately 420 parts per million. Mm -hmm. Did you get that? 420 parts per million. Okay. And this is absolutely devastating. Right. Well, imagine because there's- why? A... Because somebody told us and we believed it and we nodded our heads and went along with it. That's why. Well, I didn't, but the, uh, <laughs> so, and, and they look back to different time periods and say, oh, the CO2 has really gone up, right? Mm -hmm. How many predictions <clears throat> have been made? And again, this leads to the whole thing. People, you, you need to take information in, listen to as many sources, mm -hmm. and then start asking the questions. And make sure that the 40 sources that you're listening to aren't actually based on one. That's right. part of the information problem that we're struggling with these days. Well, with, with CO2 at 420 parts per million, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is, oh, horrendous. Mm -hmm. Well, if we go back to the 19, mid to late 1970s, what was CO2 being blamed for? The next coming ice age. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing a PSA, public service announcement, by the one and only Leonard Nimoy. Mm -hmm. He's standing on a bridge. It's a very gray kind of gloomy day mm -hmm. there's a cityscape behind him he's bundled up in a jacket and he's railing against co2 because of the next coming ice age and when spock tells you oh. i mean you believe it did we have we didn't have that <clears throat> okay so we get to the 90s and now it's global warming mm -hmm. and you may remember in 2009 al i invented the internet gore told <laughs> told the world that they're yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. That in five to seven years, there's a 75% chance that all the ice would be gone out of the Arctic mm -hmm. in the summer. Mm -hmm. That happened. 
no they didn't so then they had to switch to well climate change is the bingo <laughs> so now anything any hiccup can be blamed on it but have you noticed they've changed the word it's no it's not just climate change it's climate crisis of course because a crisis sounds a lot like an emergency an emergency lets us have <clears throat> executive orders right and mandates and mandates it's just a beautiful system they've set up and cuts us out of it entirely except that we have to comply or or you're bad or, or you're bad right you're yeah. part of cancel culture yeah so and I'm one sorry, last can... one last thing on this one mm -hmm. the <clears throat> okay all time oh you know how bad co2 is right it's 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 god awful Ooh. so what's the co2 constant <laughs> co2 what's the concentration in a greenhouse you know those places where they grow things commercially mm -hmm. it's 1200 parts per million oh my gosh Deadly. because Do not go in there apparently you can go in there and not die i and work i don't believe you i thank will have you, to check you. the science on <laughs> yeah, that yeah because or, i was told very clearly that co2 is the worst thing ever it's pure poison for and the, all living organisms and the last yeah right tell that to the plants <laughs> and remember it's those things that we eat or the things that we eat that eat the plants that really like them Dog here's the last here's the last your logic again you're, you're I, just throwing it's, the it's, whole it's, train it's, off the tracks it's bad it's bad i know it <laughs> uh what is a massive consumer of co2 of course plant life mm -hmm. what is the biggest <clears throat> concentration of plant life in the world be the amazon yeah i was gonna say the rainforest right that we're always trying to save but i'm thinking specifically of the amazon but yes rainforest okay one time <clears throat> somebody long ago referred to the amazon and this is very poignant the lungs of the earth oh wow well i i'd suggest everybody look it up don't believe me look up how much deforestation has taken place in the amazon now the amazon covers or is exists in like nine different countries look at how much of the amazon has gone away hmm. um maybe that's okay if you're really frightened about co2 mm -hmm. then maybe you want more plants right and the and all the other questions that haven't been answered <clears throat> and of course bill gates is now going after methane because we got to stop with this cattle you got to eat factory made faux meat right <clears throat> you know how much methane is in the atmosphere mm -mm. are you sitting down holding on to something because i don't yeah. want you to fall over get me hit me do it 1.9 parts per million well that sounds horrible Oh yeah. Or not. I, imagine imagine there's out a, about these things. Imagine there's a table between us, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's a million one dollar bills mm -hmm. with methane. I'm gonna take off nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. I'm gonna leave you two keep the change. Mm -hmm. Does that feel material to you? Mm -mm. You can do the same with uh, CO2. Now, we are being engineered, groomed mm -hmm. to follow this stuff because they're pushing agendas 
that are not good for us. Right. They, their agendas are not sustainable. Right. And ultimately, this is about total control. Because if we can't have cattle and farm animals, whatever, and we have to eat manufactured faux meat, how do you know what's in that? Well, you don't, but you have to rely on the person that has all the means and the processing money. plant and money to, to make the faux meat. But I think it takes us back to, you know, what, how this nation was founded. We were a bunch of people that said, nope, we're done being pushed around and boots on our necks. And so the system is being devised now so that there won't be an opportunity to be a, a rabble rouser who says no to the boot on the neck. All you'll be able to do is nod and smile, right? And go along to get along if you want to eat and have any freedom of movement or or commerce or or anything else. And it did really kind of start all the way back with the Fed. And a lot of people, you know, we we see a lot of libertarians saying, in the Fed, yeah, okay, well, what does that mean? We don't even know what the Fed is. We just know that uh, they bumped up the interest rates and um, they're cranking that money machine. I, we don't know, right? We're so separated from it that we don't even know what it is and how much power that has allowed um as you said, a small number of people to have over the majority and it's just growing and growing and growing. And then it's going to culminate with all of these other things we've been discussing, including they want this central bank digital currency. Um, Can I make a comment on the currency thing mm -hmm. real quick? I know we we're going back and forth with this, but mm -hmm. so I agree with you. I think that they want to make it where everything's done electronically so they can control us and they can drop people out, whatever. And one of the things that the banks are doing to make sure that happens is that I, as a business, uh, Chase Bank, okay, told me that I could not deposit but $10,000 cash per month in my account. Anything over that, they were going to close my account. And that was a decade ago. And they, they closed my account because I had cash. You know, people paid with cash. I had to put it in the bank. They would not accept more than $10,000 a month in my account. So that's telling me they're forcing, first of all, it's easier to track if everybody goes electronic, right? Yes. So it's it's easier to track if you, you know, you don't have any money anymore, boom, you fight it. Get your attorneys, you fight the big government to see if you can get your money back. So um, they are doing this. And, you know, people that don't have businesses, they get payroll electronic funds or they get a check. They don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But pretty soon after the bank does the cash, they might say, you know what? We won't take checks anymore. Your bank, your your employer has to wire the funds to us, electronic funds. And so I do think that we're coming to that a lot quicker than what people think. Right. You've bought too many cheeseburgers this month. No more cheeseburgers for you, right? Yeah. You've traveled too many miles. No more travel for you, right? Exactly. On the cash thing, the... Okay, when you cannot take, and it's like, they know you, you've been banking with them right. for a long time. Okay, you're not a new guy who just came out of, you know, some foreign country, and all of a sudden you got a lot of cash, right. and, and, and a lot of bling on. Uh, 
I won't mention the bank's name, but I do bank at this. Well, I have a mortgage there and my daughter has a bank account and, and the tellers behind the counter have known me for years and we get along very well. And I went in, to, my, my daughter needed some money. So I was going to deposit a few hundred dollars, $200 in cash in her account. Mm-hmm. They said, do you have an account here? No, you can't do it. They wouldn't allow me to put $200 in my daughter's bank account. I had to give them a check. So this, these are examples of, the, of trying to constrain the use of cash to make it inconvenient so you beg for electronic digits. Right. But imagine this, we're all electronic and you, Cheryl, you've been a bad girl. I oh yeah, you you haven't. have been a bad girl. And what did I do this time? Oh, <laughs> the list is so. Right? The list is so. And somebody somewhere hit the button and closed your account mm-hmm. because your your social credit score is too low mm-hmm. for an account. And your employer calls you in and says, Cheryl, uh, we tried to deposit your net payroll check to your account, but your account's closed. Mm-hmm. and we only deal on electronic mm-hmm. so where am i supposed to send this right this this is just all about concentration of control and the people of of the founding they intrigued me greatly uh to give you an idea of how bad it had gotten and this is one of the things that kicked it but is generally not discussed have you ever heard of a uh now I'm blanking on it, of course. Yeah, it, it was basically a writ of assistance. You ever heard of it? Writ of it assistance. familiar, but I don't know what. Writ of is. assistance is a general search warrant. Oh, okay. It has no name, it has no place, and it has no thing. Mm-hmm. Britain allowed these mm-hmm. because they That's were going right. after what they what they considered smugglers because they wanted the people in the colonies to only buy and sell with them because they needed the money to fund their wars. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a guy who finally had it. And in 1760, he gave a very long speech because he was working for the crown, mm-hmm. denouncing the, this writ of assistance. Mm-hmm. 1760. Mm-hmm. Guess who was in the audience? Hmm. John Adams. Mm. 16 years before 1776. Mm. Appro- approximately one third were Tories, approximately one third didn't care, and approximately one third were rebels. Hmm. And what really got them was they, they grew up believing they were English. Mm-hmm but they weren't getting the same terrible treatment that the people in England got. They got worse. Hmm. Well, they could feel it. Yeah. The problem is today, we don't feel it. We don't feel the incremental encroachment on our liberties and freedoms because we don't know about the constitution. And and it's like the, even if we do, I think it's that boiling the frog in the, in the pot, you know, they just, the temperature rises so slowly that, you know, we're just being lulled into a nice little bubble bath. 
right? <laughs> and if the people, and the, people is the people that are listening to cook our bones. The people that are listening right now and thinking, oh, this isn't this isn't true. This isn't just go back and think about all the things that we have given up. Mm-hmm. Not voluntarily either, but you can look at the gun rights part of it. How many things have we given up <laughs> since since the constitution says shall not be infringed, right? right? But yeah, 1934 Gun Control Act infringed. And what did we do about it? We nodded our heads and smiled and said, well, it's best for safety for the children because these uh, mobsters in Chicago, maybe shooting each other up and shooting. And then 68 Mm -hmm. when uh, not John F. Kennedy, but uh, uh, Robert, Robert Kennedy got shot. They, they started again. Mm -hmm. So we they do it gradually mm-hmm. and so that and then one day you're gonna wake up and there's nothing well they're sure working on that well we do need to start um kind of tying the the bow on this conversation okay um on your website alan you say that i'm quoting we have waited far too long to take this power of money creation away from the fed it is now time for this enormous power to be with and for the people lane that sounds amazing how what what do we do to make this happen thank you for that question i would direct people to my website fedead f-e-d-e-d.us for free you can get the first six modules of fedead for seven dollars you can buy the whole thing 18 modules the first 15 modules are each one page long one topic one page and I, it's written very simply as a pamphlet so people can get acquaint, begin to get acquainted with the system. Mm-hmm. The, the Fed is the, is the nickname for the Federal Reserve System, Federal Reserve Banks, mm-hmm. not the federal government. And the Fed hides in plain sight. It really does. Because the focus is on the Fed, right? Everybody mm-hmm. talks about the Fed and its dual mandate. And what's odd about the dual mandate is there's three things in it. So they don't even know the difference between dual and three. But the question is, who owns the Fed? And I ha- and one of the modules in FedEd is about, is the Fed public or private? And I can tell you that the Fed is totally, utterly private. And, and it's, it's, in, it's in FedEd. But the kicker is this. Every, and I know this by reading the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. And if you go to page eight, section seven, you'll find, you'll find what I'm saying. And that is every bank, there's 12 regional independent run-for-profit banks. Mm-hmm. And every one of them has what the FedEd calls I mean, excuse me, the Federal Reserve Act calls stockholders. Mm-hmm. Well, what do stock, what do private corporations, what do they run for? Are they run for the benefit of the public or are they run for the benefit of the stockholders? And who are the stockholders? The stockholders are the member banks within each region. So the Fed is supposed to be the regulator, that's what I call. But who owns the regulator? The regulatees, the banks. Mm -hmm. The banks own it. Mm -hmm. And you'll never find stock in a Federal Reserve Bank 
on a public exchange. It's only owned by banks. And what is the biggest power in our monetary system? It's the ability to create and extinguish money, bring it into the supply, take it out of the supply. Mm -hmm. Does the Fed create money? No. Does US Treasury create money? No. Only banks do. And nowadays, banks are able to create money with fingertips on a keyboard, hit enter. Mm. Because we have this system, our federal government, we now we want a federal government, but like our founders, we want a very limited, limited controlled federal government, not an ever expanding one. Yeah. Well, if you allowed your teenagers to be home alone for the weekend, with the keys to the liquor cabinet, the Corvette, and the credit card, what's likely going to happen? <laughs> Not going to be pretty, is it? No. So what have we allowed the federal government to do? We have allowed the federal government to tax us. That's getting into our checking account. Mm -hmm. We've allowed the federal government to borrow. Mm -hmm. That's running up the tab. Mm -hmm. uh, do, does anybody like taxation? No. Does anybody ever talk about how massive and unpayable the national debt is? No. What happens, what would happen if someone could propose a new monetary system where the federal government is run and funded by we the people? IRS goes away because it has no need to tax. No more borrowing and eventually it will get paid off. All we have to do is one thing. Hmm. Change who, uh, who controls the creation of money. I'm not anti-bank. We need banks. <clears throat> I'm not anti-bank, building, people, business. No, we need banks. Hmm. I just don't want them to create our money supply. I want we the people to. And the, my visualization of it right now is that there's a, I call it a national bank. The National Bank would be the only bank of issue in the country. Mm -hmm. It would be owned by we the people, the citizens. Mm -hmm. It would be controlled by representatives from each state, kind of like Senate was before the 17th Amendment. Mm -hmm. And this would be the sole creator of money in our system. This would be the single source the federal government could apply for funding. Mm -hmm. They could do whatever budget they want. We, the people, are going to decide what we're going to fund. Mm -hmm. You think the Department of Education is going away? <laughs> Every non-constitutional thing is going away. Mm -hmm. And God forbid, should there be a massive emergency, let's say not one, but three Katrinas, mm -hmm. we, the, the people would help supply extra funding to get it done. And mm -hmm. so that funding doesn't become inflationary. A Let's say a sales tax would be instituted locally, nationally, regionally. And once the money supply is brought into sync with the economic level, the tax goes away. We, the people, now control the teenagers. We are the sole source of funding. But then That's, we're going to have to have somebody run the system, and then we're right back to a Fed. All no, no, no. Oh, absolutely not. See, this is the one thing, I mean, I can't imagine what it was like, and God, if I could have been at the Constitutional Con Convention for those four and a half really hot months, I'd do it. Mm 
-hmm. the yelling, the screaming, the fighting, the compromising. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's one thing they forgot Mm -hmm. because they were so in it. Mm -hmm. They were living this. They forgot to make sure that all the generations that came after them learned the necessity of learning the constitution Mm -hmm. and understanding that this has to be your government. Mm -hmm. And we've lost that. Mm -hmm. And that's what needs to come back. So when I say we, the people own and control it, we, the people own and control it. Mm -hmm. We tell the teenagers in DC what to do. They don't tell us anymore. And yeah, there's ways of figuring out the actual functionality of it, but you Mm -hmm. have to have the start. Yeah. And last thing, my analogy is this, and it, it's on the cover. You know, the mythological cre- creature, the Hydra. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, it's like a big dragon with multiple heads on multiple necks. And mm-hmm. mythology tells us that if you cut off one head two grow back, mm-hmm. this is a fantastic metaphor for today. Think of every head on the Hydra as a problem. Mm-hmm. If you focus on one problem, one head, what are the other heads going to do? They're going to come get you. If you actually take off a head, well, two grow back. So you add to the problem base. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to defeat the Hydra. You have to take its soul and single source of power, its heart. Mm -hmm. And the way you take the heartbeat of this Hydra is you take its heartbeats. Mm -hmm. And its heartbeats are the bookkeeping of banking. Mm -hmm. We take that, this Hydra dies, and we are now in control. What's the mechanism for that? I mean, you've got to have people in Congress, your right, your elected employees, all understanding this, agreeing with this. Eighty percent of them are probably corrupt, though. How do you get okay. paid off in the back room deals? I, I'm so glad you brought this up. I am, mm-hmm. and and this is part of the call to action. Okay. We must wake up, stand up, get involved, stay involved. This is our country. Mm -hmm. These are our problems. Mm -hmm. If the people in D.C., the District of Corruption, are not doing it, Mm -hmm. you you write letters, you make phone calls. Don't bother about emails. They won't respond. No, forget the letters. Write emails, make phone calls, send them in there, pump them in there. And if they don't, they don't get reelected and or they get recalled. It's not necessarily an absolutely snap your finger process. No, it wouldn't be. But we have to bring it. And then when the next election comes around, mm-hmm. you go up to the people running, find out number one, have you passed your constitution test? And mm-hmm. two, what do you where are you on taking back basically repealing? See, we don't have to, we don't need a constitutional amendment. Are you ready to repeal the Federal Reserve Acts and all their amendments? Are you ready to bring back the power to create money back to the people? Hmm. If you're not, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Hmm. Now, if we go back to the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln uh, knew he's going to need funding. Mm-hmm. He went to the bankers in New York and say, hey, guys, how about a deal? You know, 18, 30 percent. Yeah, we'll loan you money. 
he was smart enough to say bite me he went back he took the friend's advice and that's where the green that's when the greenback got created and they called it the greenback because the back of the bill was green this is where the federal government is spending money into circulation I don't like that idea because our federal government is so rogue and so beyond constitutional, but it shows that you can actually do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not who does it. I mean, it's not that it can be done. Mm-hmm. It's who does it and who controls the supply. Mm-hmm. Well, when we, the people control the supply and we control how much of the supply will go to the federal government, how limited does the federal government become? It does, but, and, and we are so over time and I, I've got to wrap up, but yeah, that sounds to me like you have just endorsed like, um, cryptocurrency because, oh, how hell else? no, because how <laughs> else you just said a bad word to him. <laughs> H-E double hockey not, sticks. No, I know that you're not for it, Yeah, but, but I think people listening are going to go, well, then that's what you're describing. You're describing a currency system that is owned by individuals and not the government. Now I know the government wants that to take us all into digital, but how, how are those things different? Because I really think people just would have heard you say, Oh, so crypto, that's the key. Okay. Thank you for that question. I really appreciate it. Imagine our current monetary system now, which has electronic digits and we have physical. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Okay, we still have it. What is key is who creates the supply. Right now, the supply comes from banks. And I explained this in detail in FedEd. I want that power. I'll leave the banks alone for everything else. I want that power. I'm going to put it into a single entity, the national bank. The national The National Bank will be owned, controlled, directed, monitored, reports to all the people, and every state will have representatives doing this. And those representatives will be reporting back to the people because the people in the states will be demanding it. They won't be, oh, I'll wait till they call me. No, we have to change. This is the key. We have to change the way we interact with our government. Mm -hmm. And I'll come back to the teenagers. How well do our teenagers do if we let them tell us what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. No, we it. tell our children, our teenagers, yeah. this is the way it's going down in this house. Yeah. We have to change our attitude. We well, have to take back control. The problem is that the, the people in Congress right now, the ones that could act on this, are being controlled by the banks already. The, they, they have the power. The banks have the power. They do. Big pharma. That's why... We may need a whole new set, but it begins personally and it begins locally. Mm-hmm. You go to your reps, whether they're in the House or the Senate, you communicate with them. If they have a local office, you go to the local office and you ask them straight up, mm-hmm. what are you willing to do? There's only one answer that's acceptable. Anything else, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. You've just answered my question. I'm going to vote and I'm going to work really hard to get you out of the office. Mm-hmm. And chances are you may not be welcome back here. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, this is, okay, if you want to get healthy, 
do you wait for the guy down the street to start running? No. Do you, you know, we have to get personally involved the way the founders did. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave you with this. I've got a document that I want you both to sign. Yeah. And when you put your signature on it, it will go to the, eventually it'll go to the King of England yeah. and it's military yeah. and they will consider you traitors. Right. And the only due process you will receive will be found at the end of a rope. Right. Yeah. Will you sign my document? Wow. There were people. Well, 56 guys did. Right. Who did that. And we, we have to dig deep and we have to find that spirit again stop being so compliant and so soft and so you know uh convenience driven in our thinking but that is a perfect place to leave us alan thank you so much this is very thought-provoking fun yes. you know we got a little off off track a couple of times but i think it all really does tie back in and I just really appreciate the work you do and the time that you've given us today. Tell folks how they can continue to follow uh, all the work that you do. Well, thank you very much. This, this is a blast. I'd really like to do this more uh, shorter segments. And but it's great to converse with you both oh. on radio on Saturdays. You can find it on the Web because you won't pro <clears throat> probably won't find it locally. KMET 1490 AM. It's Constitution Radio with my friend, the Constitution Educator, Douglas V. Gibbs. And if I may, I've been guest host on his show 30 times. And when I get to introduce the show, I introduce it like this. You listen to Constitution Radio on KMET 1490 AM. And I say AM because it stands for America. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. And what does FM stand for? free market Ooh. <laughs> so anyway so <sighs> radio on saturdays 1 to 3 p.m west coast time sundays most sundays october i won't be on too much but i'm on patriot soapbox you find it on the web sundays 5 to 7 p.m west coast time and my show is titled for the republic for the republic and awesome. i do i do interviews and sometimes i do solos and I definitely would like to have you two on. That'd be you, fun. Um, and it's straight two hours. My website, as I said, is FedEd, F-E-D-E-D.us. Check that out. Also, if you want to see me speak about five women of the American Revolution, you go to FedEd.us. And there's a tab at the top called For the Republic Show. You click on that and my 30 minute speech at red pill expo june 2021 is there where i talk about the five women of the american revolution and finally a new thing i'm into if you go to we the people two that's we the people and the number two dot us and click on a tab called mar project it's mar stands for municipal accounting review we're going to go after and do what I do, forensic accounting, on school districts. We want to know where the money came from, how they're spending it. And so that's we the people us. Fantastic. And you also have an Instagram and a Facebook. Is that true? I, I don't know if I ever use those. Okay. <laughs> but 
uh, the, if you go to feded.us, you, there's ways to contact me. Very good. And on the radio, if you want to find me and I'm on, uh, we take call-ins. Awesome. I'll so. have to be one of those. We can talk about kittens, <laughs> babies, puppies. To oh. that point, if you really care about kittens, if you really care about puppies, if you really care about pup, uh, babies, then there's one thing that we all must care about and it must come first. And it comes with duty, mm-hmm. the you duty to protect and defend our country. Amen yeah. to that. Oh, Can we take the kittens out of it though? No, Gosh. no, no, no. Kittens are right there, babe. Okay. Kittens are right next to the puppies. That's heartstrings <laughs> right there. All right, Alan, you're awesome. Thank you so much. We will definitely talk again soon. I look forward to it. You be and stay safe and well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We have just run out of, completely out of time. We, we did. can't even talk about nothing. No, but what we can do is make sure my screen is clear. Okay. Uh, is thank all of our amazing listeners all over the, the world. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking these conversations around your tables your dining room tables around your uh in the carpools um with your your friends and your circles of influence your spheres of influence thank you to alan my goodness we took a hunk of his time yep but he is fun he's uh we enjoy bantering uh with him he's a fun guy thank you so much alan be sure to check out his website, fedex.us. And, and thanks to all the kittens out there. And the kittens. Oh, the baby kittens. Meow. <laughs> Danny is horribly allergic to cats. So, yeah. well, I wanted to, you know, that he was like, do we really have to say that? Remember, I was talking, talking about Bill Gates and about um, the, what are the kind of, what's the emissions that the cows do? Methane gas. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that Bill Gates is feeding us a bunch of bull. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny how eating processed food is like the worst thing ever for your body until now. Who well, knew? there's money Suddenly, in processed food. Who owns the processing plants? So now it's a good thing for yes, us to eat those fake good. burger processed meat. That's how they process us. Not even meat. You got to eat processed food to be processed. It's soylent green. It probably is. So gross. That'd okay. Save some money, wouldn't it? All right. Moving on until next time. What are we going to do, Dan? We are going to pray for our nation. We are going to pray also for our leaders, leaders. even the ones we don't like, which the list is growing like crazy. Maybe especially the ones we don't especially. like. They, they might need prayer more so than, yes, they do. than the others. Um, they need something. And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week. And oh, we forgot to God bless. I know. We they're, forgot to tell people how they can watch the show. Well, they're watching it right now, Cheryl. I know, but they want to binge listen to their heart's content. But they can do that because they're on right. They're listening At now. Gunfreedomradio.com where you click the on-demand tab. What about? And then if you want to watch the video, you go to YouTube and GunStreamer and Obsolent's smartphone app. Oh, my. Okay, now. Can we pray for our nation? We already did that. No. Now we, we can. We can say goodbye. Be good to each other. Have a great week, man. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.